This is Robbie Illuminati, the motherfucking op killer. And your eyes, ears, mind, body, and soul are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. You know, the man who leads you up the mountain of this thing called wrestling. Call me your Sherpa. Call me, you know, that guy. Or just don't call me a loser, please. Just whatever you do, just try not to. And if you do, it's fine. It is whatever. But it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today we have the man from Action Wrestling. We have him IWTV, ACW, WWN. He is a part of MLW because I'm mad excited to see this man do his thing. He can also be found on American Top Team because, you know, ATT is that beast of a team. And last but not least, he is the suplex assassin. Give it up for the man, Alex Kane. Yeah, that was the dopest introduction ever. <laughs> dopest introduction ever. I'm going to have to add some of that to my introduction to the ring now. <laughs> I that feel was like, great. I was like, I feel like I have, like, that That might be the thing. I might have to think about this, like, this wrestling life and just be, just be a ring announcer. <laughs> I genuinely love doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think you could. I think you could do both. <laughs> I think you definitely do both. Do not, both. Maybe not on the same show, but <laughs> or do your own intro. AC Mac does that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> does that a lot. I don't know <laughs> anyone else who does that. I mean, Mr. Kennedy used to do it. So. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking more like Booker T. Like on Impact when he was like, and Booker T's coming in and he's gonna kick this man. Like, ka. <laughs> uh, I saw that video. That was funny. Yeah. Um, no, there. I remember. I know we're gonna. I. I, I don't want to get off track or anything. Or we're really not on a track yet. But <laughs> I saw a video of Booker T and he was in the main event Mafia, and he just started talking in this like Nigerian accent. <laughs> oh, that was good. And I think AJ Styles, Mojo, and a few other guys are in the ring. And he's just talking with Nigerian accent. And Kurt Angle is just like, he kind of like drops his glasses. And he's looking, he's like, yeah. And like you can also see on Kurt's face, it's like, what is this man doing? Last time he's talking normal. Now he's talking like a Nigerian king? What is this nonsense? I feel like, because like, because if you watch too, like the longer you watch, the more you notice, like, everybody has to walk away because they're, like, trying not to break character. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Kurt, because at one point, Kurt's like, what has happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what is Booker T doing? Stop it. We get it. You're King, King Booker. We understand. But you got to talk like a monarch. Just talk normally. Yeah, I well, yeah, but like even when he was at WWE and he was like, I'm King Booker. Oh, hell, King Booker. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> King of the Ring. That's the only thing I don't like about King of the Ring is that it always changes the character and it's this weird King character. The only one that I could kind of deal with was Baron Corbin because he didn't go full on King. He was just like, I now have this scepter and this crown and fuck all of you because I'm King Corbin. But like everybody else, just becomes this this weird king character, and I'm not I'm not here for it. No, no, I I understand, I understand, because I even think about like, well, you know what? Actually, I I don't know, man, because King Barrett, King Barrett was lit. I liked King Barrett, like except when he did like the whole cosmic king thing, I wasn't with that. But King Barrett was definitely like my dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we are kind of like I forgot all about Wade Barrett, dog. Yeah, I <laughs> man, I'm not gonna Wade lie. Bear. I'm not gonna lie. My favorite thing about Wade was when he was just like, he's like, "Hi, I'm Wade Barrett, and I'm afraid I've got some bad news for ya." <laughs> that 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 Wade Barrett, that Wade Barrett was pretty cool. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I wish you could have had some better bad news. But that was that was pretty good. Bad news there. It was pretty good. 
I, yo, he always got me. Like I and like I. So like every time I watched him on Raw, like I was like, I'm going to try this impression and I'm going to do it as much as possible till I get it down pat because. I was like, I feel like this is something I can do. So every once in a while, I'd just be like, can I have some decorum? (laughs) (laughs) Some decorum. Can I have some decorum? Decorum. Cody, you're sitting there right now, all proud of your accomplishments. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. All right, so let's get into this before we start making more fun. Uh, my first question, man, is, is just simple, man. Who's Alex Kane? Alex Kane is a uh, young 27-year-old upstart from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, former collegiate wrestler and rugby player, um, trained by the AR Fox, uh, WWA4, um, and I have a knack for throwing people. <laughs> I have... I have witnessed this. I have witnessed this on numerous occasions. Actually, I saw like I've seen like a bunch of your TikTok videos. I've seen some of the stuff that's on Instagram. I've watched a lot of videos of you on YouTube, and then like obviously your MLW debut. You know, I was like, damn man, like mm-hmm. I love like watching you just like chuck people around. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny sometimes. Like before, like I don't how how do I talk about wrestling now? Uh, you know, fuck it. It doesn't really matter. People know what wrestling is at this point. We're like putting things together and I'm like, I grab somebody while we're walking and I'm just like, can I throw this person? Can I do it? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, it always ends up working out, but I'm all, sometimes I question my own strength. It's weird. Like even in the mo- in the middle of the match, I'll be like, who? Okay. All right. Who? Okay. No, that was easy. That was easy. Um, the the one that I the one super that I question the most of myself is the side the spiner belly to belly because sometimes like it feels like I don't get them up high enough but then I watch it back and they're like all, all they're like here in the air and I'm like okay all right well I guess I need to stop doubting myself at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, it's funny too because oh. like coming I I as well came from a collegiate background when I was at uh, Northwestern College in uh, Orange City Iowa wrestling NAIA so like. It's it's wild because you can see like who were actually wrestlers and then who are guys who are trying to throw suplexes. So you're like mm-hmm. just the, the arch placement. And I'm just like, yeah, I was like <laughs> watching you. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. a legit college wrestler right there. And I was like, because <laughs> you have like that. It's it's very subtle, but your hips like will pop just at the right time. And you can just watch mm-hmm. guys just go up and over. And it's something like. One of my friends noticed it too, because he was afraid because he took a German from somebody who didn't know how to throw one and he landed like square on his neck and it messed him up. It got him so bad to the point where he was like, I don't let anybody throw a German. And uh, I was like, I guarantee you can try to run, but you will go over. And he was like, I don't think so. And when he went over, he was just like, you will be the only person I let throw me in a German. <laughs> like for me, like throwing people, like I feel like some people, they, they do want those suplexes. Throwing suplexes is cool, is cool. But like, they don't understand like, like this, like this other person that you're, that you're wrestling is putting their, like their lives in your hands. And like, you can't just, just like willy nilly just toss them wherever because like, yes, yeah, some of those, like for some people landing on their neck for some odd reason is what they like to do. And I mean, if you can do it safely, do it safely. Um, but like a lot of like, I, when, anytime I throw somebody, I watch, I literally, I watch them from the moment they go over my head and I watch them all the way back to the, to they land. Um, because like you're trusting, you're trusting me in this, in this match or whatever to take care of you and not like injure you or anything like that. Um, so I want to take as best care of you as I possibly can while I'm out here wrecking your shit in front of all of these people um but like like i like i've hit like people give me german suplexes sometimes and like i'm always like before it happens i'm like do you do, i wonder if they throw it like i throw it and i'd be trying to like ask questions to try to figure it out and nobody can really like unless you like unless you just like do it you really can't you really can't know um but I've realized in my time of wrestling and these two years that I've been doing this, a lot of people can't throw can't throw a German suplex because they're like, 
sorry, excuse me. No, you're fine. Uh, it's, 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 it's just, some of it's just so bad. It's just like, it's so easy. Yeah. So it's, it's easy for me. I tell people, and that's one thing, like, I've, I've been asked, like, numerous times, like, how do you, how do you throw it? And I'm like, it's, I was like, if you know how to, like, and it's weird because, like, some of the guys who ask me, I'm like, but you can do a backflip, but you can't throw a German? I was like, that's weird mm-hmm. to me. And they're like, why? Yeah. I was like, because you're watching the same line as you go over, like, as you lock in, drop your hips, pop, and then just follow the line backwards. I was like, and you'll you're going to be safe every single time. And they're like... And so many people throw it off to the side. It, like, I remember watching the Women's Royal Rumble and Tony Storm came in, House of Fire, throwing German suplexes. And they all looked really... They all looked really bad. And they all looked really bad because she was throwing them off to her side or whatever. She's not giving the person the space they need to bump. I'd be telling people, just go over your head. I promise you. I mean, as long as they're not like Logan Creed's height like seven foot something or whatever they're not going to land on your head if you put it over your head they can take a back bump or whatever and be safe and you know the move still looks good but people be putting it off to the side i'm like what are y'all doing <laughs> facts man facts i i feel like that's i feel i feel that on like so many levels <laughs> I mean, so- like when some people, when people give them to me, like I'm okay, I'm expecting like, okay, I'm about to go overhead, I might take a flat bump, and then I wind up on my neck, or like they end up like throwing me to where like I almost do like a like a like a half backflip. And I'm like, what what are we what are we doing here? I jumped in everything for you. All you had to do was lift and go. Yep. Yeah, and I I I'll tell people I'm like just. Once you, once you feel me like in the air, just release, unless you're trying, unless you literally tell me like, Hey man, like I'm going to hold on to pin you. I'm like, bet then, you know, at least give me enough room to I can lay, lay, land on my upper shoulders. Cause if I get yeah. put on my neck, I'm stiffing the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, most definitely. I was like, the receipt is going to be long. CVS long. Mm-hmm. That's how long. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, man. Like, how did you get into the sport? Uh, into professional wrestling? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You. You. When you. It could be either one. Mm-hmm. But um, I. I went to this yard sale when I was like, I think I was like five or six, um, and it was a friend of mine in the neighborhood, and he had Stone Cold Demolition, the VHS tape. It was. Um, it was about. Uh, Stone Cold, it was Stone Cold and Kane um, going into a first blood match. Uh, it was first blood match held in the cell. I can't remember the pay per view right now. Um, or they actually might have been first. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it might be. I don't know. It's been a long time. But I was. I I got that, and I didn't necessarily know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. I didn't know who all these characters were beforehand, but my friend kind of explained them to me and I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. What, what could this really be? Um, so I took it home. I popped it in the, into the, uh, into the uh, video player. Damn, VHS. Um, man, it's been so long. Jeez. Um, and like, I watched it and I, I'm like, I'm in, I'm over here in awe of like all the, like, the explosions and all this music and, like these grown men looking like superheroes fighting each other. Um, and like, I watched it like literally every day. And the fact that I watched every day and like today, I'm like, like some, like some days I'm like, I'm fumbling to remember them and the other days it's like clear. But like, that was really my, like my first like introduction to professional wrestling. Bet. Yeah, that's crazy. Like you're, I was just talking about this with uh, somebody else on TikTok. I forget who I was talking to, but they're, they're talking about the moment that they got locked in. And I was like, mm-hmm. yo, no. I, and his moment was actually Jake the Snake Roberts and the Cobra with Macho Man. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. my moment too. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I remember this. Like I was genuinely, I was, I was just excited to share a story with somebody. So I was like, that's, I was like, that's, it's crazy to think about like how much like we're drawn to like characters, right? Versus like mm-hmm. maybe like a person, right? So like, I know just no disrespect to anybody out there. It's just like, when you think about wrestling though, you think about like Jake the Snake or you think of like 
Hogan, you think of like Macho Man, you think of Austin, you think of uh, The Rock, you know, and, and John Cena. And you, you think about all these characters that mm-hmm. you grow attached to. I was telling someone, I was like, people will remember moves, but they're going to remember characters and they're going to remember matches. Oh, yeah. Those characters are like way more. And it's funny you mentioned Demolition as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, like Axe and Smash were so lit with the face paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, like my my trainer, Air Fox, he always says like the moves don't really matter. And like, unless it's like, like for me and like for my gimmick or whatever, they matter. To, they matter to a point because it's my gimmick. But at the end of the day, no one, no one's gonna remember the moves. People are trying to get hooked and like invested in moments or whatever. So the mo- so like if you have a spot in a match where you guys are struggling to get something, maybe you're struggling to get a neck breaker, you don't get it. You struggle, you try to go for a game, you don't get it. You try to go for a game, you don't get it. Because a lot of people do like the one, two, and the three, they get it. You, sometimes you switch it up, but like they're biting each time on whether you may get this neck breaker or not. Not the fact that you're going to do the neck breaker, but that you are fighting to get this neck breaker. You're trying to find every which way possible to get into this neck breaker. And then once you finally hit that neck breaker, boom, they pop. Um, because they were able to get invested in a moment in your ma- well, in those moments in your match and not just, oh, it's got a neck breaker. Because you can go out there and do 100,000 flips and stuff like that. And yes, you will get some kind of reaction. People will be like, oh, that was really cool. Like, even myself, I'm like, that was really impressive. I wish I could do that. But, like, that's not going to be the, that's not going to be the same. People are going to be like, oh, my God. Unless somebody catches on video and it goes viral. But other than that, like, no one's really going to remember that. But if you can get them hooked on a moment, maybe you build, maybe you're building to this big dive or this big flip or whatever. You build to it correctly, and then when you finally do it, people pop. Yeah, I like that. I was like, that's that's a great way to explain like how to like captivate your audience like during a match. Like, I feel like when I like, I don't put anybody out there and put them in a negative light, but there may be a bunch of guys out there who like like the four fifty is like now like a thing where I just look at them like. It's weird that I'm looking at a 450. I'm just like, meh, everybody does it. And it's weird because like, you know, in the nineties, like people who hit a 450, you're like, what? what? <laughs> and like, now you're looking at people and you're like, uh, I mean, I've seen it from like seven different people and I've seen it better every single time from somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it sounds very, very rough to say it that way. But anytime I watch Randy Orton hit <laughs> hit an RKO I've seen him do it so many times over the last 16 years I'm like it's so cool <laughs> yeah it's, again it comes to how it's built to you don't just hit it for no reason or you don't just you don't hit it out of out of the same situation every time he hits it almost every time out of a different situation so like I mean with the 450 I don't know how many different situations you can really hit that out of um, but like it's not it's a cool move but it's not special anymore right um because people because at, at one point it was a finish it was a finish but now people use it as a false finish or people just use it as a, a move just to just to do the move um and like now it's just like okay you did a 450 yay what else you got <laughs> actually so I was gonna, I was gonna say like, uh, one of one of my trainers, uh, Ruckus. What he always says is, "Cool, you can flip, but can you work?" He's like, "Yo, you got that. you were trained by Ruckus." Yeah, so Sicken is Yo! my trainer. Oh, that's <laughs> dope as fuck. Yo, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. So- I only, I only recently learned about him like from watching like like old uh, CZW stuff. But I'll, I'll, I'll go after you, you, you explain. Yeah, so how, how it is right now is that his, his student, his name is Sicken, um, and I train under him, but his trainer was Ruckus, and Ruckus now comes and starts working with us all the time. So, yeah, I get to, I get to work with Ruckus, and it's, it's so awesome because, you know, he's a legend, man, and so I get to work with this legend mm-hmm. and talk to him and pick his brain and ask for advice and stuff, and he, he's, you know, he's mad incredible, and he's super chill. So I'm like – 
I genuinely get excited now that I get to, I get up there, I start working with him. And then I'm just like, I'm, I'm in the guy. I, I'm in with you. I'm, in. I'm telling my friends like, I'm here with Ruckus. I guess Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> and like most of my friends from back home are like, cool. Who's that? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. He's that dude. Like, I, like, watching some of his stuff, I'm like, how is his man so damn strong? Like, he doesn't, because he doesn't look like he's that, he's, he's that strong. Like, he, he just doesn't. But to watch him do some of the stuff that he does, it's just like, can I do that? Like, like I've been trying to, because I know he used to, he used to do, um, or maybe he still does it. I mean, I know he just start, started back kind of wrestling more. Um, but, like, he did this, like, rolling, this roll is back roll like suplex type deal and i've been trying to like work on it and like try to perfect it like that shit's hard like especially like feet placement and like getting enough momentum to roll back but i'm gonna get it one day but that that man is insane yes yes and he's i saw a clip i saw a clip from him and tankman at gcw yeah and and the crazy is what really trips me out is like how agile he is like he is so so quick-footed and so light on his feet it trips me out like to see like how how light and how how fast his feet can move and then the things that he does from like the top rope i'm like bruh i'm I'm genuinely amazed (laughs) i'm agile at some point in in some situations but on no there will be no top rope stuff so speaking of like not having top rope middle rope maybe (laughs) i was gonna say speaking of not having things to do off the top rope maybe like a bump or something i'm just curious like what's been like one of your worst bumps you've taken Uh, i don't know i i I really don't know I, i don't think i've had any I, I think my worst bumps are like anytime I have to go over the top rope. Those are probably my worst ones um, because like you you try to go over, you try to catch the rope to like kind of protect yourself a little bit. But then you end up smacking the apron anyway, or you smack the apron and then smack the floor. And that's what happened in the battle ride. That that shit's painful. Um, and it was and the fall was the was painful but actually being hit by ej was that he was light as a feather but actually like smacking the apron that shit sucked um but like i hit i hit my finisher from the top rope in a match a few weeks before mow and that like that bump didn't suck like none of the like none of the bumps in the ring stuck like no matter like how high no matter how high i fall from they never suck it's always the ones where it's like you have to kind of like maneuver yourself um, into, you know, keeping yourself safe, which would be going over the top rope or uh, anything like that. Yeah, uh, it's funny how you talk about, like, going over the top rope because, um, like, I'd been practicing it, right, and, like, learning how to do it, but I never actually hit it in a match. Like, just it just never – it never the, – the situation never popped up. Mm-hmm. But then, like, um, it's funny because, like, we'll, we'll talk about a moment. Like, so in one of my matches, I was working with somebody – and they're like, hey, I'm going to give you a clothesline. We'll do it. And you just take a backflip over the top rope. And I was like, I've I've done this maybe like three or four times, like mm-hmm. but never live. <laughs> so it was like, this is, let's go for it. And so, yeah, I got taken over the top rope and I'm, and I landed and I landed safely, which was great. But I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's something I want to do again. <laughs> I always worry about like, cause like I'm, my ankles are weird. I always wonder about like, if I'm going to land on my ankle weird and break that. Um, I just actually remember the worst bump I've actually ever taken. Um, and it was, we were at training and, you know, guys were trying, guys wanted to do dives. Um, and in my lighter days, I used to dive, um, like, like the tope over the top dive. And I, uh, there was, we were, everybody's out there catching people or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Cause somebody, I, I think a trainee was like, I don't know if I, I want to go or not. But if I'm scared. So I'm like, okay, there's really no, there's really no way to like learn how to die. You just kind of have to do it. Cause it's like crash and burn trial and error type shit. 
And one of this, one of the wrestlers' dads was there, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll catch you or whatever," because no one else wanted to catch my heavy ass. Um, so I go and I dive over, and he he drops me or whatever, and he's like, um, "Oh, I didn't know you were gonna flip." I'm like. <laughs> Are you are you are you serious? You worried about a damn flip instead of catching me, boy? I got I got up, I hit, and it was like it was like that. I hit, bam, or whatever. And I was walking funny for a, a, a few days after that. I'm, that that mess was terrible. Was it like was it like the Miz and like our truth moment where like he did the front flip and he's just like just kind of move that away quickly yeah yeah pretty much pretty much yeah that was that was not fun oh that's it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible um all right well from 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 force bump let's talk about what's been like what's been or who has hit you the hardest Ooh. Who has hit me the hardest? Uh, let's see. As far as just like any strike or just any strike in general? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me see. I've got I've got a top I've got a top three. Um number three would be Dominic Greeny. Number two would be Kenzie Page. And number one is a toss-up between Tom Lawler and Matt Mikowski. <laughs> I was like, is it, yeah, I feel like Tom would definitely, like, definitely catch you off guard. Like, no, like no disrespect. Like I, I remember watching Tom like in the octagon. So like mm-hmm. to see him, like yeah, every once in a while, like I'm sure he can lay one in when he wants to. <laughs> I, he probably lays them in to people he doesn't like. He, I, I feel, I think he likes me. So he didn't. He, he laid it in, but he didn't murder me. It's like it's funny thinking about like guys like that, like Matt Mikowski and uh, Tom Lawler, Dominic Garini, guys that have like legitimate like fight experience, like. They're the ones that could kill you, but don't kill you on strike. It's the guys that want to be, you know, the street fighter type character or whatever. They're the ones that murder you every time. It's terrible. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can relate. Actually, uh, my good friend who's right here, Chaz, uh, he's actually the host of our debate show every Sunday. And uh, he, uh, yeah, so whenever he wants to turn up the intensity in a match, um, his code is he just socks the shit out of you. <laughs> like, you be in, and you're just like, bah, 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 yeah, yeah, boom. You're like, oh, okay, this, this is what's happening. And, and then you just want to fight. <laughs> mm, no. Mm. After that, it's a shoot, for, it's a shoot to, the bell, to the bell ring. You can't come back from that. <laughs> You're not working at this point. You you trying to fight me? We was working. We was working to practice. Like I'm gonna tell the story. Full disclosure, guys. Okay, it's it is what it is. Uh, yeah, we were working a practice match, and he he slapped me. He slapped me good, and I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. I was like, all right, bet. So I threw him in a corner, and I was like, don't move. And I was like, and breathe deep, and I just came over the top. <laughs> just. Those are the worst chops on the planet. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and as soon as he, as soon as you hear like hand to skin contact, all I heard was, "Oh, asshole." (laughs) Should have slapped me. I was like, my chops have gotten better. Actually, they used to be trash, but they've gotten a lot better because now I'm not afraid to hit people. I had well I mean like it, I and the only and it's weird too because like the only way to get better at chops is to keep doing chops and yep. so like I know like 
I know my chops are like they're I'm not going to be like put out there and be like I have I have the bet I don't I don't I 100% learning still but I have seen my bones in people's skin from chopping them. <laughs> yeah you gotta find like you gotta find that line between like getting sound and murdering a person or whatever because at the end of the day it's all about getting sound right unless you don't like right. the person then you smoke them as many times as you possibly can <laughs> but like if you're just trying to get like that sound or whatever that's fine i hate seeing dudes chest where they're like all like blistered and it's like lacerated and they're bleeding and i'm like that's so unnecessary yeah it's, it's I'm so, it's, what are you what are y'all doing stop like, did you see when Chris Van Vliet like got chopped? Like, he was at he was at um what was it uh Flatbacks with uh Sean Spears and uh and Tyler Breeze and there's all the students. There was ten students, right? And then those two, and Chris Van Vliet was like, "Yeah, I'll take all the chops." So twenty two chops is what he took, and afterwards he was just blistered. <laughs> I was like, yo, no. Man, my chest is still bruised from the weekend. I wrestled, um, I wrestled, let me, let me see. I wrestled uh, Baron uh, Black from AEW on la- last Saturday. And then Sunday, I wrestled Kenzie Page. And they both like throwing freaking chops or whatever. So they just kept lighting me up. And I'm just like, why? 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 <laughs> This is terrible. This is this is not fun. This is not it. This is not it. I'm like I I I got a, I had a situation where I got I'll tell you I'll tell you more about off air, but I, I got I got chopped like I had handprints on my back. I had handprints across my chest. Like I I got chopped. I got fucked up, and I was like, yeah, I was like, and like I got so many compliments afterwards. Like, dude, like you're not even complaining about it. I'm like. Mm, not out loud. But I can feel it in my body. <laughs> but uh, I just, I was, I'm curious to hear, man, like what's been one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn in the sport? Man, hardest lesson I've had to learn. Um, there's been a few, but I think the biggest one is, especially like when you, you're like first starting out it's like it's like it's cl- kind of cliche too but like Rome wasn't built in a day like like there's no there's no way to skip you know being new in the business or being green in the business like you're gonna like you're gonna have mess ups you're gonna forget stuff um you're gonna you know have like those awkward moments um and like that's just a part of you know there's a that's a part of the journey, like, but you, but you can't beat yourself up about those things um, because everybody has them. And even some of the most experienced guys, they still forget things in the ring, um, even whether they, whether they call it all in the ring or they call it in the back, like they, people are, people still forget shit. Um, so you just have to remember to like not be so hard on yourself. Like we're, we're here we're here to become the best performers we possibly are here to be the best performers we possibly can be. Um, and you've got to kind of cut yourself some slack and just realize like, again, we're almost built in a day. Like you're not going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin after your first week of training. Like it took Stone Cold Steve Austin many, many years to cultivate that character. It's going to take you many, even more years to, co- to cultivate, you know, to cultivate a character and cultivate being comfortable out there in front of a bunch of freaking people. Um, but like, once you get there, like, you know, you'll be good, but like, you can't, like, you can't skip that. No, that's, that's very, that's very, you know, that's great. Something to, like to pass along. Cause I know for me, it, my trainer, like the first thing he kind of told me was like, it's not if you're going to get injured, but when you're going to get injured. And then like, as I was like working and stuff like that and learning and, and, and I would get upset like with certain parts of like, we're, 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 we're working a practice match and I would just get mad because I would miss something. And so like one day I just had, a, I just had a, a blow up session where I just, I got pissed. I just, 
through my gear. And uh, he was like, dude, I, he's like, I feel like I forgot to tell you something. It's not if you're going to mess up, it's when you're going to mess up. And ever since I heard that, I was like, bet. And I just like, I just accept it now. So like, I make a debut somewhere, I fuck something up and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of my thing now. <laughs> it's like, I show up to a new place, I fuck something up. And then I'm like, you know what? We recover and we just keep going about it. And I, I laugh about it in the back now, but mm-hmm. it was something I had to, I had to really think about. Cause I was like, cause being military, like everything had to be a certain way. Yeah. And you're A to B everything. Right. And mm-hmm. like now it's like, well, if you miss it, just keep going. And I'm like, yeah, makes sense. That's like to keep doing it. Right. Um, one of my favorite opponents on this planet is Daniel Kangra. Um, and he kind of, he taught me um, that, like, I mean, he's like, it's weird. It's like you learn, some of the things you learn from other wrestlers are from people that have, that have only wrestled like a little bit longer than you have, or maybe even the same time. Um, but he kind of taught me that like, when you're like forgetting stuff, like if you're going, if you're putting together a match and you keep forgetting this one spot, and you it's like over and over again, no matter how many times you're trying to repeat it yourself, you, you, you can't like uh, uh, comprehend it. It's not because you're stupid or anything like that, or because you're not good, or anything like that. It's because it doesn't mesh with your instinct. Mm. Um, so if it does, so if you can't remember it or whatever in that way, change it to make it to make it something that you know you would do in extinction in that instinctually, instinctually. Man, I cannot speak. Um, so, like, me personally, I try to cut out, like, as much as I can, I try to cut out a lot of, like, the, the necessary movements and stuff like that. Um, because I feel like, one, my character wouldn't do that. And then, two, um, like, I don't know if people are really following it like that. Um, so I try to keep things, I try to keep things simple, but, like, I still try to have like those like cool or like those like really engaging moments. Um, but like, like super, super repetitive things I try to cut out. But that's just not how my brain works. No, I mean, that makes sense. And like, that's, that's great. I never even thought about that. Just like, if it's not working for you, it's because your instinct doesn't tell you like to go for it. So yeah, I never even thought mm-hmm. about like makeup. I will sit there and I will force myself to be like, you will remember this spot. And like, I go through mm-hmm. the match, like, over and over again and i'm like i always get to the one spot and i'll just be like hey um yeah so that one spot that we talked about like uh right after right after like the roll like what was that again <laughs> they're just like dude we talked about this you know <laughs> yeah like i mean there's some people that you work or whatever that'll be like glad to change it but then you run into some people who are like oh no well you better remember and i'm like is it really that serious is it really that serious and then you go out there and do and and you don't change it or whatever, and it doesn't get any kind of reaction. And I just be sitting there or whatever, like, mm, well, yes, spot was just so needed. You just really needed that. Mm-hmm. No reaction. No, reaction. no pop. Nothing. Nothing at all. Be like, well, maybe if we told a better story, they would have popped on. Yeah. What if we what if we did tell a better story and we you know we took out that lame ass box that you had and added the one that would make life easier for me? Mm. <laughs> then we could then we could have told a better story. <laughs> and then the crowd would have popped if we would have came back to that spot, but it is what mm. it is. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm very curious man and this was something that i started learning actually i started learning this probably back back in march um so a lot of wrestlers don't eat before performances right or usually like four or five hours before a performance but they have like a post-match snack or even like a post-match meal so i'm very curious about what is your post-match snack or post-match meal uh it really depends i mean i don't Probably any pretty much breakfast from Waffle House will be my post match, post show meal. Um uh three three peanut butter waffles, um, four four scrambled eggs, 
uh, a chicken breast and a glass of orange juice. But I've re- I've recently started to try to eat before I wrestle, not like or like yeah, eat before I wrestle because it's like I wear a singlet um, and. I will eat at least an hour or two before or whatever. So whatever is whatever I need to get out of my system, I'll get out of my system. But trying to wrestle hungry is not it. I'll be in there, I'll be in there gassed. You'd be gassed before you even need to be gassed. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. That's another thing. Uh, another, I guess, lesson people have got to learn. It's like being blown, be, getting blown up is not the worst thing that could happen. You actually, there's some points in a match where you want to be blown up. Like when you go to that double down, that's what the double down is for. It's because you're, you both went so hard or whatever before this moment that you are both now gassed. You might, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the moment for the, most of the time it's moment for the baby face to hit something and, you know, you kind of stop the onslaught for a second. But like, that that's really like your moment to breathe. Like it doesn't need to be all all the time, or whatever. You need to you need those certain moments in your match where it's a sprint or whatever, and then you have time to breathe. Um, so don't be don't get mad at yourself for getting blown up. And this came from somebody who was on who's on TV. It was like, yo, getting blown up is not the worst thing in the world or whatever. Like it's gonna happen. You're gonna have to do it, and you're also gonna have to work through it. Like WWE tryouts, which I haven't had one, but I've done plenty of seminars with William Regal and Bobby Brookside. And that's most of the tryout anyway, is blowing you the fuck up and then seeing if you can still do what they ask you to do. So get used to getting blown up, get used to being tired. Don't look at it as a negative. Just do it. There's no amount of cardio in the world that is going to keep you from not getting tired. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Coming from Amazon Coming from am- coming from amateur and collegiate wrestling, like we we condition, we condition. You still got tired. <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, no. I I can relate because me and a buddy of mine who both wrestled like on that level and then both went military. When we get done with matches, like pro matches, yeah, we're tired. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, like it's it's crazy to think about like how you have to be like you're in the back normally you're like chill right and then you're at like a zero and then your music hits the lights hit the crowd goes crazy you're amped up to a 10 and you're at a 10 the whole way and then like you get back to the back and you're just drained and people are like oh i thought you'd be better conditioned i'm like and i thought you'd go fuck yourself but you know apparently that doesn't happen Man, I wish somebody would. I'm like, I guess you're just not used to wrestling at this level, my friend. That's probably what it is. That's probably why you're not tired after the matches. You're not, you're not giving it your all. You're not going as hard as you think you're going. Um, but like, if you have, if you, if, if you're doing, if you're doing everything right or everything that you're supposed to do in a in a performance, then you're gonna be gassed or whatever because everything takes energy, facial expressions, breathing. Um, uh, trying to catch your breath, moving when you need to move, being quick when you need to be quick, running, falling, all those things require energy, and all those things take a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, so with uh, somebody ever was like, oh, I thought you'd be better conditioned, I'm like, you, you probably just stop. That's what it is. You just stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, man, just like a question for you. I just wanted to ask him, I uh, wanted to ask, what kind of advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Uh, watch wrestling, like not, and like not necessarily from like a, like a fan standpoint, like watch it from like, I'm studying this to get better standpoint um, and watch everything. Let's watch some old school Watch some WWE, AEW, TNA, Impact, MLW, all of it from all of the eras and all of the years or whatever. Watch it all um, because the better, the more wrestling that you watch, the easier it will be become. Well, it's that. Ah, the easier it will become to put together your matches. 
And then once you get to a certain point, you'll be able to mess with mix, mix and mess with the formula a little bit. Um, so that like every match that you have isn't the same or every match from a card isn't the same. Um, uh, if you're not already at a good school, find a good school uh, with a credible trainer who's done something in this business, something, something notable. Um, um, and then like once you get to the point to where, you know, like you graduated from your school or whatever, like get in the car with the guys who are working shows. Like get it, just hop in the car with them, pay whatever, pay whatever fee or gas money you got to pay, but get in the car and always bring your gear. Um, Cause you never know what could happen. You never know if you could get a spot and you never know if you get, if you get a chance. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, uh, if you ever talk to a booker, but like, it wasn't like, like it was just like, a, like an introduction type deal or whatever. And he says to message him, like message him that first time, but then like, like not in a rude way, but like try to stay on his ass if he's not, you know, like keeping up with the messages. Cause you have to think these guys handle hundreds of people or whatever a day, they're handling all this money, they're putting all this stuff together. So like, you have to keep like reminding them, yo, like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Um, and that's not all bookers, it's just some of them. Uh, don't work for free. Unless it's like a school show type deal, don't work for free. Your rate, if you're first starting out, I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I don't care who you are or whatever. Your rate starts at 50 bucks and then you go from there. You can negotiate from there or whatever. Like as you get more experience, as you wrestle more notable opponents, as you work better places, you know, win championships, all that good stuff. But it starts at 50. Anything below that is mad disrespectful. Um, unless like you're cool with the booker or like the, or the guy that gave you your first shot or whatever. And the, like, that's what his budget is. Then yeah, you can, you can negotiate that however you negotiate that, but uh, nothing less than 20 and start nothing less, nothing less than 50, really 20. You can kind of fuck around with, but keep it at 50. Um, especially if they're out here booking like, like Enzo Amore and, and big cast and like in these names or whatever that, you know, get released from WWE. Like if they can pay them that money, they have the money to pay you. That's when the, that's when bookers and stuff like kind of like bite themselves in the ass. Um, and a lot, a lot of talent doesn't pick up on it, but if they can, if they can afford this guy, they can afford to pay you 50 bucks at least. Um, and then as you move on, they should be able to pay you your rate. Uh, don't eat like shit. You, I'm not saying you got to be a bodybuilder or anything like that. That crap is insane and it's not sustainable. Um, but just like find, find healthy foods that, you know, work for, find, find foods that work for you, foods that you like to eat. Make sure you eat some freaking vegetables. Um, and uh, I know there's a lot here. Uh, yeah, make sure you eat some vegetables. Uh, drink water. Water is your friend. Stay hydrated. Um, learn how to recover. Learn you don't ha you don't need to be in the wrestling ring every day at training, bumping every single day. One, the bump card is real. It is very very real. Your body and you at some point your body will be like, yo, yeah, you got like five of them left, bro. I guess you if you ain't already like. Like, sign somewhere. I bet you better uh, get your affairs in order. Um, like, you don't always have to be bumping and training. You don't, you really, I mean, you don't even have to bump a whole lot in your matches if you, and if you really think about it. Um, unless it's like a huge match or whatever, then yeah, you're going to bump a lot. But like, if you, if you don't have to take a crazy bump, don't take a crazy bump. Uh, especially if no one's going to see it. Um, <laughs> If you are going to shows, if you're working shows, you either get paid, we should always get paid, but the three things before is get paid, um, uh, get experience, and experience is, I mean, like, 
like critiques from like guys who are in positions that you want to be in um, and footage. Uh, footage is really, really important. And I've apparently there are a lot of promotions out here that, you know, don't record stuff or they don't uh, or they're like really, really bad about getting you your footage. Um, but make sure you you're, make sure you're getting those three things. Um, there's so much. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that for right now. <laughs> I bet. I like it though, man. Like just, just dropping all of the knowledge like right away on people. And that's, that's important though, man. Cause like, you know, people oh, like hold me. On. Hold, on. Hold, on. hold on. I got Twitter is your friend. Twitter <laughs> is your friend. Twitter is your friend. I'm telling you, Twitter's weird. It's, um, it's the algorithm strange. Um, cause like all of your posts can't be wrestling stuff. Um, nobody gives a crap if you're in character all the freaking time. We no, just nobody cares. People are on there being normal people or whatever, with under behind the guise of their one of their characters. Um, but like, Twitter isn't as hard as people make it out to be. As long as you post, as long as you're posting stuff on Twitter, and you're not, you don't have any bad takes. You're not being racist. You're not being homophobic. You're not being transphobic. You're not spreading supremacist. Supremacy ide- ideals and shit like that. You know, you're just being a normal everyday person or whatever, and you're funny. Uh, Twitter will work out for you, um, especially once you start working for shows that are on IWTV and uh, Fight TV. You know, well, mm, more IWTV or like you're on or you get signed somewhere, um, and like people are like because like. The biggest thing is, the biggest thing on Twitter is, like, one, we want to make sure your name is in your handle. A lot of people's handles aren't their names, and it's weird. Nobody can find you. So make sure your name is in your handle. Um, and, yeah, name is in your handle, or your nickname is in your handle. Something's in your handle or whatever. So if you're at a show that people watch and people tweet about, they can tag you or whatever, and that gains its own traction. Twitter has helped me immensely. Um, so make sure you're on Twitter. Uh, I mean, Instagram's cool, but it's not, it's going to get you seen, but it's not going to, it's not going to get you seen like, like you think it is. And Instagram dying out anyway. Um, I get on TikTok too, try to work that out. TikTok's also kind of weird, uh, but Twitter's definitely your friend. Yeah, I got to get better at Twitter. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, my my tweet game is is G for garbage. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like, but what's crazy though is like my TikTok game is on point. Like, I'm always posting on TikTok, and I'm always posting on. Well, I'm not always posting, at least not for me. But for the three count, I'm always posting on IG and TikTok, and um, there's Clapper, which is like TikTok as well. So mm-hmm. I'm always posting on those stuff. But man, yeah, my Twitter game is 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 just hardcore trash. I'm just not gonna. Lie. <laughs> yeah, like, the wrestling community, the wrestling community that like pushes stuff is on Twitter. It's on Twitter. So like, if you follow, if you're a worker and you follow me, I'll follow you back. And like, if if I like your stuff, I'll retweet it and like it and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Were you were you part of uh, hashtag Faye Faye trial? Oh, I was I was in I was a part of the jury. Oh no! <laughs> I was a part of the jury. I guess I wasn't supposed to tell anybody that, but I don't really care. Who who who's going to fuck with me? Who was going to fuck with me? But yeah, I won't tell you what my decision was. But yeah, I was on the jury. I was in that. That's that shit funny. was wild. That shit was wild. Yeah, so what's crazy is I was uh I was in I was in Massachusetts and uh Chaz like sent me this link and I was like, what am I looking at? He was like, just join it, just listen. So as I joined in, oh my god, I was dying. <laughs> I was like, this is so awesome. Yeah, like I it's funny with the whole Faye trial thing is like um they by the like toward the end of it, oh no, while it was going on, they were like trending at, we were trending at like number two. And then at one point, we we're trending at number one on Twitter. Um, and I, be- I can't remember what was also on at the time, but 
we were going back and forth with something on Twitter. Um, but like they pitched it like I feel like the black wrestlers they pitched it as like a show, like actually do it as a show, like an indie show. But like nobody was going for it. But like to see the the level of engagement that happened with that trial on spaces was insane. Um, the same thing happened with this dude named Seahawk. They they did a trial for him too, and that you know that got up there. So hopefully. Hopefully in time, you know, someone will actually make one of these trials into an indie show. Like, that would be dope as hell. Like, man, like man, you make some wrestling in there or whatever, but you, like, have a, you have a trial on a show. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I would. I would. I'll be down for that. I would be down not only just to be there and to watch and participate, but I would just – I would find a way to, like, get wherever I could just to be a part of that because that would be – incredible i would <laughs> be done i'd be laughing i'd be trying to keep a character man but i'd be laughing too hard man because i'm gonna be honest man listen to shook d's argument i was i was toast oh i was crying and my mm-hmm. abs were hurting i was i was done man, no, his argument was funny but i feel like his argument also like lost us the trial because <laughs> he at first like he was doing fine but then he went off on this like tangent about PB Smooth and uh, some other girl that PB Smooth knows or or is pulls around with or whatever, and I'm just like, bruh, like, stick, stay on, stay on. I couldn't speak, but I'm like, dude, stay on topic, man. We try, we're here trying to get, uh, trying to get justice for these nudes that she that she promised. <laughs> All right. We can't let too much go because if you hadn't heard the trial, you missed on something incredible. But uh, I do want to ask yeah. you: I need, I need, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Say that again. So I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. Oh, uh, um, one don't. Uh, uh, no, one do wash your gear, please. Lord Jesus, wash your fucking gear. Oh God, wash your gear. Um, I don't do not. Uh, I don't know. Before COVID, I'd say like don't forget like to shake people's hands, but like in this current environment, like. Like, don't find some way to be respectful if, if you're not being, if you don't want to shake hands, but find some way to fist bump something, but make sure you go through and, uh, and like, don't, like, forget to, like, greet anybody or, like, tell anybody goodbye. Um, those are my do's and don'ts. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Those are, I, I remember watching your TikTok about washing your gear and I was like, yeah, I have to agree. Like I legitimately try to wash my gear. Like, every, like if I'm working a couple of shows that following Monday, all that stuff is in the dryer, in the washer and dryer. Like I'm washing all my gear because I'm just one of those guys. I'm like, I can't, I can't stand my own smell, let alone smelling everybody else around me. I'm like, I'm washing my gear. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Man, I I lost a singlet to a to to washing. It was my gold singlet that I wore in MLW. Um, but uh, I don't. I've ever, I still don't know what happened with that. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely wash your gear if you're yeah. Because someone wants to wrestle somebody who's funky, who funky. <laughs> I gotta be up in here with you. Uh, trying to put on this match and you smell like also wear deodorant like man like it's crazy that you're gonna tell grown ass men to wash their bodies and put on deodorant mm. Mm-hmm. well like mm. it, it's funny because I can think about like like Brody Lee right rest in peace Brody but um when he was like mm. Luke Harper like that that's that wife that that shirt that he was wearing yeah. That shirt was, was clean. He just stained it. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't smell. Like it was clean. He hated it that it would even 
people thought it smelled. He hated that. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. All right. Because the whole time watching on TV, I'm like, man, this man gross. You know, we hear got on this dirty wife beater, the same one every time. Like, this is nasty. But the fact that he watched that thing, much respect. <laughs> so, so those are all my hard-hitting questions, but we do have to get into the second best segment of this podcast because normally the first best will be the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show as well on Monday on TikTok and IG. So this is how it's going to work. This is the three-count podcast, ten-count questions. And Mr. Alex, I'm going to ask you a series of questions and then, uh, you know, whatever first answer comes, that's, that's your answer. Okay. So let us, All right. let us start Ooh. these questions and we're going to put on the imaginary timer for a pretend pressure. Bing. And here we go. Sonic or Mario. <laughs> Sonic. Favorite color? Green. Are you a night owl or an early bird? <laughs> night owl. What's your favorite movie? James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> Let's go. I like that. Are you a PlayStation person or are you an Xbox person? Well, I'm an Xbox person. <laughs> Favorite Xbox cereal? Over here. Ain't played it before. <laughs> Ooh, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> All right. Android or Apple? Android. Favorite podcast? Are you an Apple user? No, 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 no. I'm an Android. I'm I'm Team Android. Favorite. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Apple users are weird. My favorite podcast. The Brilliant Idiots podcast. Charlamagne the God and Andrew Schultz. I like it. I like it. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh. Damien Tangra. Right on, right on. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Ooh. This might piss off some, um, uh, might piss off some, uh, uh, by, uh Bible people, but uh, goddamn, it's my favorite curse word. <laughs> Yo. That's that's perfectly fine. Every once in a while, a good goddamn is just needed. <laughs> yes, you need it. You need it. It makes everything better. <laughs> it really, like especially like if you're like watching a match and you're just like just spectating and someone throws like a really like sweet like you know a really sweet suplex and you're just like God damn. <laughs> I'll be like God damn. <laughs> Bet. I'd be like 10 out of 10. <laughs> I like it. But those are all my hard-hitting questions and then the three-count podcast, 10-count questions. So the last thing I need from you, Alex, is just let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. You can find me on TikTok at the Suplex Assassin 1. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, which is your friend. Remember that? It's your friend. At Alex underscore Kane 11. You can find me on IG at the Suplex Assassin. Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, at AlexKane41. That's my little fan page thing. Um, I'm trying to get better at that because apparently people spend money there too. <laughs> um, and you can buy my merchandise on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Suplex Island, you know, because the, the Suplex Assassin's got to make money. That's how I merch. I have a lot of shirts and they're cool. And there you have it. That's where you guys can find them. So that is it. This is the end for the Three Count Podcast Presents. Now we're entering the ring. And as I said, I'm your host, 
Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling, you know, your Sherpa, your leader, that guy, you know, the loser, whatever. I don't care what you call me. It's what it is. It is what it is. You're listening to my show. So whatever. But it's never yeah. about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So give it up to the man who debuted at MLW, the man who's known as the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or... You just wait till this episode ends, the outro plays, the outro finishes, and then our next episode is coming up. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to Anchor.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise oh. at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.